0: welcome to the metro church podcast we hope you will be blessed by this message for more information about metro church visit our website at metrochurch.org.au christmas time someone said to me after last night that's not a normal christmas message They said that was pretty like uh full-on wasn't it and i go well, i don't know i don't do christmas card stuff um, i always feel like god wants to say something in every service And He wants to say something about your life, not just about a season that we get to celebrate. As much as I love it and as much as Rhonda and I do the whole Christmas thing and all the food and all of the friends, all of the family. I, this morning, walking the dog, I think I phoned five so far of my siblings. And I've got just, uh, I phoned one yesterday, so one more to go. And I love all that stuff. But I believe that in the middle of the season, God wants to say something To your life. And speaking about the first Christmas, this is what the Apostle Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 4. He said, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, that's the law of Moses, to redeem those who were under that law, that we might receive the adoption as sons and as daughters. That first phrase in Galatians 4 verse 4 says, but when the fullness of his time had come, when the fullness of that time had come. You know, in your life and mine, all of us are the same. We speak of time as some kind of a constraint. How many people have said already this year, I'm running out of time. I don't think there's enough time to get done all that I want to get done. We talk about time as though it's the ultimate limitation of our life. You can buy more stuff. You can give away stuff, but you can't buy any more time. Neither can you give anybody else the time you're not using. Every single one of us use it up. So for humanity, time is a constraint. It's a limitation. It's something that holds us sometimes from doing everything that we want to do. But God is not dominated by time. I'll never forget my eldest daughter preaching here several years ago. I've thought of this message many times. She spoke about time and she said the only person running out of time is the devil. He's the only one whose time is short according to Scripture. And so when we talk about time like that, God doesn't have the same limitation. He's not dominated by time. It doesn't restrain God. Time simply serves Him. When the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth His Son. And so when it comes to your life and mine and to the answers and to the opportunities and to the the things that we are hoping and looking for, the reality is that my answer is in the fullness of His time. It may not be in my calendar yet. It may not be where I want it to be. But my answer is in the fullness of His time. It's not out of control. It's not running out of time. God says, I've got time and I've got what you need. My new season and yours is in the fullness of His time. You know, I've been a Christian a long time now, but you know, I still have not got past the question that I regularly ask of God, when? Not what, not how, but when. I'm not bothered about the how. My thing's usually around the when. God, when are you going to do this? Lord, you promised this. When's it going to come to pass? God, it doesn't look like anything's happening in that area. God, when are you going to bring this to pass? But my new season and yours is in the fullness of His time. That door that you need to open is not out of His grasp. It's actually in the fullness of His time. Think about this a minute. Delays, detours and urgency are what happens when time dominates. I'll say that again. I don't know who this is for this morning, hopefully lots of us, but I know that there's some of you here and you feel like the delays And the detours and the sense of urgency that's pressing on you somehow or rather are a portent of something bad that you're going to miss out. That somehow or rather the pressure of it all is indicating to you that maybe it's not going to happen. But delays and detours and urgency are the result of time dominating. And God says you can trust His fullness of time. So Mary and Joseph are in the fullness of time when there's no room at the inn. It looks like a delay. It looks like the wrong thing happening. It's the fullness of time when they have to flee into Egypt. It's the fullness of time when they come back and they settle in Nazareth, a place that, by the way, was not his hometown. He'd gone back to Bethlehem with Mary because that was the place of his birth. And then they come back and because Herod's son was ruling in another part, they go back into Nazareth and they don't even understand really. Joseph never said, by the way, the scripture says that he shall be called a Nazarene, so we'd better go to Nazareth. They never fled to Egypt because they read the scripture and it said, out of Egypt have I called my son. And all these things happened. I want you to understand today that the control of your time is not required for you to know what's happening. I want you to understand that for you to be able to do what God's called you to do, to be who God's called you to be, doesn't require your complete understanding of everything that's going on. It's not necessary that I have to be able to go, I can see the plan. Sometimes you have no idea What's going on? And certainly Mary and Joseph have no idea for much of this story. Mary pondered all these things in her heart, the Scripture says. Why? Because she really didn't understand the fullness of what it was that her life and she knew she's carrying the Saviour because the angel told her to. But she has no idea what it's going to look like. Joseph Who has a dream and the Lord appears to him in that dream? Don't be afraid to take Mary to be your wife, for that which is in her is born of the Holy Spirit. And these people all do the one thing that all of us have got to do. When you don't know, you just take the next step. You know, the angel never said to Joseph, now I want you to do this and then by the way you're going to go to Bethlehem but don't worry about it because there won't be any room in the inn. Don't worry about that because by the way I've arranged for a major. Don't worry about that because you know, I've got the shepherds coming. They know where to go. They're going to follow the whole deal. Don't worry about that because a little bit later on, you don't know how you're going to provide for all this, but I'm going to send the wise men and they're going to come with gold and frankincense and myrrh. And it's going to be able to provide for you to go and live in Egypt for probably about five years. All that uh, all that finance will be there for you. And don't worry about how that's all going to work when you come back because I'm going to keep you there. They don't know any of this. And all they can do when the angel says to Joseph, don't be afraid to take Mary to be your wife. Do you know what? Do you know what he does? He just takes the next step. He just takes the next step. I'm pretty sure she wants to come to granddad. Wouldn't that be fun? Sorry, all those online, it's my granddaughter down here, one of them, yeah. Where was I? They didn't know what to do. They just had to take the next step. When you have no idea of how the plans are, where the timing of it all is, here's my advice. Here's the advice of Scripture. Take the next step. If ever you felt the pressure of impossibility, you're certainly in good company. Think about the very first thing the angel says to Mary, that which is born of you you're going to give birth to a Saviour. And she said, how can this be? She said, I've never known a man. How's that going to happen? And he says, don't worry, because the Holy One of Israel, the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you. If ever you felt pressure or persecution, certainly Jesus would say you're in good company. If ever you've been misunderstood, I think about him at the age of 12, being up there in the temple of Jerusalem and his parents lose him. Not only do they lose him, but when They finally catch up with him in the temple. They really kind of give him a little bit of a talking to and say, what on earth are you doing? He says, why didn't you know I must be about my father's business? And I think about Mary and Joseph having raised this child and still not being able to clearly see everything that's going on. If ever you felt like nothing's changing, I'm pretty sure that Joseph and Mary won't understand what that's like. They're in Egypt for probably about five years. And in that five years, they never hear the voice of God. God never tells them anything about what's going to happen until the time is right. You're in good company because Christmas declares that God's timing is perfect for your life and mine. Amen. Christmas says to me, God says, I've got this. I've got the time. I've got your time in my hands. I want to pray this morning because, again, I felt like this was not just meant to be a Christmas message that, you know, you speak at Christmas time, but God wanted to minister to people here that are feeling the pressure of time, that feel like somehow or other, you know, it's down to moments and days and it's down to hours and weeks. And if only you knew when you'd have peace, but God wants you to have peace even when you don't know. So can we just pray together? Just wherever you are right now, if you're online with us, I'm praying for you. If you're in the building and this applies to you, receive it this morning. God, we want to tell you this morning that we trust You with Your fullness of time. I pray today, Lord, that You'll take the pressure that many of us get to feel when time seems short. When a need arises that's got a date attached to it. We have to have it by. We need that done by this time. or Lord, else... It just seems like it's gone on for so long. and We wonder, will it ever end? Will this thing ever change? Will I enter into something better and different than this? Father, I pray today in Jesus' Name that just as the angels declared peace on earth, goodwill to all men, would You declare peace to every heart and life here today in Jesus' Name. I pray for the people, Lord, whose sleep has been disturbed and The people whose anxieties are are just running rampant, Lord, because of the pressure of all of that, would you touch them today? Would you pour out your peace upon your people in the mighty name of Jesus? Lord, we want to declare with the hymn writer, It is well with our soul. When peace like a river attends our way, sorrows come like big billowing clouds of storm. We declare, Lord, that it's well with you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing. Thank you that you are not constrained by our limitations. Thank you, Lord, that you're there for us in every season, in every place, in every time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I hope that helps you, encourages you this morning. Some of you that are with us, or maybe you're in the service here in front of me, and you might say, Jeff, I don't really know Jesus. Lots of people know about Him. The whole world's singing about Him right now. Go to any country of the world, whether it's Christian or not. You'll hear carols being played in shopping centres and people putting up all kinds of decorations that hint at the Christ, stars atop trees. You'll see all of that. And yet the reality is that, of course, Jesus never came to establish a religion or festivals of any kind. Jesus said this about Himself. He said, I've come that they might have life, and that they might have life more abundantly, life you can't get anywhere else. That comes out of allowing Christ into your life. I love the simplicity of the gospel." I love that you don't have to prove anything. I love that you don't have to uh, educate yourself with anything. You've simply just got to say yes to someone who is the Saviour and let Him come into your life. If that's you this morning, you go, Jeff, I'm not walking with God. Or maybe you used to, but you've lost your way. Why don't you decide this morning? Why don't you consider saying, Jesus, I'm going to make you Lord of my life. Here in this church, it's been so easy for so many hundreds, if not thousands by now, I don't know how many, but it's lots of people that have sent in their yes. Our team prays for them. We then faithfully send them every day after they send their yes. We send them a Bible verse every day for 30 days. You know, in the whole time we've been doing it, we've only ever had two people ever opt out. That's remarkable, because it, it's so easy to do. You can just say, I don't need any We We don't pester anybody. People are allowed to do that. But we send them one Bible verse every day, different one. We send them a prayer, a different one every day. Just to encourage them, help them to get started with God. They can opt in after that for other things that go literally for a year and a half of teaching. But if that's you this morning, you wanna say yes to Jesus. If you're in Australia, you can simply text yes, why, yes to 0488-826392. If you're outside of Australia or you want to get that Bible verse in prayer via email, then you go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. If you're with us on metrochurch.online, of course, just click on the Yes button. that's there right now. And we would love to pray for you. We'd love to celebrate what God is doing in your life. We'd love to cheer you on as you follow Jesus. Amen. Let's give those people just a big hand and say, well done.